0: Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here, and this is another one of those knowledge bomb editions. Uh, you guys were asking, I wanted to come up with stuff to talk about, so on the phone with me today, I have Joel Russo of Terminus Actions, and we're going to talk actions, because one of the high points and things that you guys wanted to talk about was actions, So I brought out what I think personally is probably one of the best, most modern actions out there right now. Um, And we'll talk about a little bit of, you know, just the mindset and actions. But, Joel, welcome to the Everyday Sniper podcast. Hey, Frank. Thanks for having me. Everybody was saying, hey, man, you got to get somebody on to talk actions," So you were the first guy (laughs) I thought of. Um, cause as you know, and I've told you this before, like we're sitting down in Pennsylvania, um, we were just together a couple months ago that I'm over the whole action wars, like which action one can you spend the most amount of money on and two, who's the best when they're really, I mean, to me, 80% of those out there were those two lug 90 degree repeating themselves over and over. And then you got kind of three or four of them that broke that mold a little bit. And two of them were you, even though you have more than two actions, but two companies, I guess you could say of those of like the four that broke the mold were you. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, for sure. So, You're right. And, you know, a long time ago, I decided when I wanted to get into this game, I decided that I did not want to take 100-year-old technology and try to make something different with it, right? We have a few of those companies that have two lug receivers, and they're good receivers in terms of, you know, manufacturing standards and quality and tolerancing and the whole deal, but you're still working with 100-year-old technology. Yeah. So my decision my decision was to try to step out of that arena and step into arena, although it was uncomfortable for me at first because you know it's easier to do a two-lug, you know, diametrically opposed lug receiver than it is a three lug. There's so many other things you got to deal with and figure out when you're running a, a three lug. So I decided to 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 go a different route, take the chance and take a three lug and like you said, modernize it and see how many features I can pack into it and still be at a reasonable price point.
0: And I mean, prior to me talking with you and going that direction, I was buying custom actions, but I was buying the least expensive one I can get. And one that afforded me like you're talking options. Like it's the direction I went was bighorn. I would go the origin and I love the, uh the bolt head change cause that allowed me to use the origin for the Valkyrie. Now you, your uh, action, I have one coming in, you're Sarah coating it or doing whatever you do to it, DLC in it. Um But I ordered two bolts from you. I have the six, five PRC bolt and then I have your standard 308. So to me that, switch caliber switch bolt bolt head whatever direction you go to me that should be almost your bare minimum
1: right right so we tried to yeah so you're talking about options right yeah um in the in the lineup of receivers that we have you know we we took the flagship model which is the zeus and we offer it with a quick change barrel feature. And it, it can also be ordered with a full thread, standard torque on barrel uh, type receiver. But we're talking about the quick change. We talk about options. So it gives you versatility to basically run one platform, right? same chassis, same optic, same mount, and just change your configuration on barrels and calibers. And it's very simple. It's it's a barrel swap and a bolt swap if you jump from let's say the 308 cartridge family up to the short mag, the PRC, the 7 som, the 300 som, the 65 som, you know, any of the short mag cases. So you can very quickly, very easily make a caliber change and still maintain your basic platform.
0: Yeah. And, and you do a couple other things as well, but this is kind of, it's, it's the options. Now the, the, the full threaded would be your Apollo, right? So you got the Zeus, the Apollo, and then the larger actions. But if we're talking the shorts.
1: Right. Talking the shorts, we have the Apollo, which is a, Full thread torque on barrel. Conventionally torque your barrel on. You know, run it till it dies, or if you want to, you can you can use a barrel vise and a and an action wrench, and you can actually change barrels with that as well. But it's 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 a conventional torque on barrel receiver. So you have the Apollo. Then the other short action is the Apollo Light, which is a which is a lightweight 416 stainless receiver that comes with titanium recoil lug uh two-piece rail bolt shroud bolt knob we lighten it up probably about seven ounces worth but we give you the reliability and the dependability of the 416 stainless over a titanium receiver body and that's a torque on receiver as well torque on barrel receiver then you get into the zeus the zeus has created quite a stir the past couple of years um a good stir so the Zeus can be ordered in either a quick-change barrel-configured receiver or a full-thread standard torque-on barrel. The, the quick-change offers you the versatility of doing barrel changes on the fly without a barrel vise, without a torque wrench, or a receiver wrench. And that, that, is, uh, that is a huge seller for us. Because guys like to do their own, you know, guys, I talked to a guy today and he says, Hey man, I don't, I don't want to do the barrels. I don't understand the machining, the tolerancing, the head spacing, but I want to put my own barrels on. And it gives a guy the versatility to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, we're going that way. There's the switch lug stuff out there. There's all kinds of directions. So going that way was natural. I mean that's with the, the PSR, the ASR, you know what I mean, with coming out of the military side with the AI stuff that I was running with the quick locks. Just slightly prior to when you guys came out with the quick change stuff. But your quick change is different. It incorporates a little bit of the same uh, you know, sort of holding technology with the set screws or you know, it's not clamping in the threads. Like sort of the AI is doing, you're 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 threading it, and then um, you you know you're setting your set screws on the side, but you're only ten inch pounds, right? And and you're just we, hand tightening the barrel on.
1: Correct. So we the process is that your barrel is hand torqued on. Right, so we we recommend a hand torque, and a hand torque is you you tighten the barrel into the receiver until the barrel shoulder mates up against the receiver face. You back off a quarter turn, and then we snap them on. They literally snap on. Boom, snap it on. Now you're hand torqued. Right, They're still hand tight, but you're hand torqued. The receiver face and and the barrel shoulder are mated together. And then we have two set screws, one on either side of the receiver body, and we recommend a 10-inch pound or hand tight. Now, there's, there's a they don't tighten. Those set screws do not sit on threads. The barrel tenon print is published on the, on the website, and if you take a look at the barrel tenon print, there's a relief, an unthreaded portion near the shoulder of the barrel that those two set screws sit on. So hand torque, hitch two set screws. You're good to go.
0: There you go. So before we get too deep, because we've already been like ten minutes here, but wh- why don't you give everybody a little bit of background about you, how you came up through? You know, you don't have to get into the Curtis stuff. Well, we can gloss over that uh, kind of thing. We're not here to for gossip, really. We're more of the of the mechanics behind what's going on and help guys with decisions on this stuff. But yeah, give everybody a little bit of background for those that don't know you, the Terminus Action, and and where we're going with this stuff. So let's kind of, you know, jumble around a little bit, make it interesting for people to follow along. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: no problem. So I, uh, my background is, is, uh, is combined uh, law enforcement, military, uh, spent, spent, a bunch of time as a special agent in the uh, Pennsylvania attorney general's office uh, doing uh, white collar crime criminal investigation uh, in the military as well. Uh, I was an army guy, uh, jumped out of airplanes for a while and kind of kind of set all that aside at one point, And I ventured off into into this industry. And I was always a gun guy, you know, always, always into uh, as a big competitor, no matter what I did. And I, I picked up shooting and I thought, you know, hey, this is pretty cool. I can compete at this and sort of self-taught. I really didn't have a mentor. Self-taught, started doing really well, started, you know, wanted to get into the the, the more intricate areas of shooting, the longer range stuff, you know, back back in the day, long range was a thousand yards. you know, we thought that was crazy long, but started into that. um designed, well, you know, not to get into it, but designed a, a, another receiver, designed designed a receiver for another company. you know, we all know what happened there, uh branched off. actually, you know, I, let me set the record straight there. I was never part of that company um i want to get that out there i talk to guys all the time and they say hey when you were working for no i wasn't working for Um, all of that was done under my umbrella uh, my my consulting business at the time uh it was all done under that umbrella Uh, at one point i separated from that entity and created the terminus brand and what what I did there was I took all the all of my original designs, uh, and I and I fixed the flaws that were in them, admitted flaws in them, and added more features, and we rolled with Terminus, and that was a few years ago. So the the, the business model was just like we had been talking about you know, for the past 10, 15 minutes was features. Feature packed receiver to set us apart from the others. Still producing, manufacturing a reliable receiver and giving you as many features as we can at a good price point. And that's what we've been rolling with for the past couple of years.
0: And that that's kind of where the introduction to me came in sort of that middle... When, when you had the issue with, with the other guys, um, uh, you didn't come out of the entertainment magic industry so when when money <laughs> started disappearing you're like, what the hell's going on dude? Um, yeah, you know but that's and, and so I'm hearing I'm hearing tons of buzz. you know I'm out, I got my finger on the pulse right and the internet pulse and, and so I'm out, yeah. I got my finger on the pulse and I'm hearing a lot of buzz. And so then when I start to see it on the street, And I'm working classes and stuff. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's not really running 100%. And then in the middle of all this, that's when I met up with you at SHOT, what was almost two years ago now, right? Maybe three? Right. Um, And then
1: I think three.
0: Yeah, three now. So three years back, guys. I mean, COVID messes everything up, but go three years back and Joel and I get together. And this is during this transition period. And so I wanted to know because, you know, sides are drawn, lines are being developed and everybody's starting to go and get into their bunkers and all that stuff. So it's like, well, wait a minute, if there's going to be one of these little mini micro wars happening, I want to know what the sides are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so you and I, like, I think we we stood in, in AI's booth the whole time. We did. Yeah. So we are in Accuracy International's booth. And I'm like, all right, dude, give me the story. Tell me what's going on. And let me tell you what I've seen. I'm seeing a little bit of binding. I'm seeing a little bit of this. I'm seeing a little bit of that. And, and you're like, yep, got it. Know all about it. Here's what's going on with that. This is where we're fixing it. This is why we didn't fix it. And, and there's there's business involved. You know what I mean? This is why it wasn't right. ad- addressed the day one. And here's where mm-hmm. we are, you know, today. And here's where I'm going to go tomorrow. Okay, cool. So I'm I'm all on board with that. I think everything's good. We fast forward. I'm up in Alaska teaching a class and I got some guys from the lower 48 come down or up. And they're from Washington, and one of them brings a, a little pod on Sniper's Hide. Uh, you know who he is, but I'm not going to out him. He uh, he he um he brings his Zeus game gun, right? He's got his comp gun, and he's doing that, and we're doing the fundamentals. He's doing four days of classes with me. He's doing a basic PR1, two-day fundamentals, and then he's doing the PR2, which up in Alaska is a lot of alternate positions. So he gets on and he's running your rifle action, however you want to word it, with the switch barrel Zeus and he's running the 308. And he's shooting 308 for the fundamentals. I'm like, "Okay, cool. I like that." Then we go to PR2. He unscrews it and switches it and I'm watching him the whole time. I'm like, on, I'm <laughs> over his shoulder." And 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 he's putting a 6GT on. And I'm like, okay, he's going from his 308 to his 6GT. Now, of course, we're going to have a minor zeroing. Um, just because the calibers are different, they're going to spin off slightly. The, the the recoil management will be completely different. The zero will move. He's going to re-zero. But he's there. He's like right in. And then he had data. And he's running his data. And he's lasering. I mean, this, there's nothing moved. This is the way it's supposed to go. And, you know, here's, you know, the the, the proof's in the pudding, right? He, he's doing it. I'm watching him. He does the class. I'm impressed. So we're talking a little bit. Like I said, I'm really not. I'm not looking for a, a an action. I, I don't really need one at this point. And then we get together. But, and then two years down the road through Mike Resignio.
1: Right and right.
0: It, and so Mike's trying to find a replacement for Surgeon, and he, he he he's pain. Like we can say that about Mike. He's a pain in the freaking ass. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it, he's such a Finnegan man, and he's so with this stuff. It's like, dude, he, uh, put it this. way. I, I'm like the the reason you and I were talking. Because Mike had built me a barreled action in 260. And I wanted it magazine fed. And I'm like, Mike, I want it in a chassis and I want it magazine fed. Nah, blah, 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 you don't want it in no chassis. Ah! I'm like, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
1: Mike. that's mike yeah. and i heard the whole i heard the whole story when i talked to mike about frank's rifle yeah, about
0: six times probably <laughs> yeah probably
1: yeah right yeah, at midnight yes. my time <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, bro are you on call yeah bro bro you up bro hey bro um
0: yeah. <laughs> mike we, we love, love you, you buddy <laughs>
1: yeah
0: so so keith so i'm talking to him and i send him a chassis in a like, month later, too, Mike's a little weird, but it was probably six months later. But I'm going to say it was a month later. It comes back. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He goes, I ain't building you a gun on that. I'm like, all right, whatever. Then I get him another one. I ain't building a gun on that. I'm like, all right. So I forget about it. So one day I'm talking to him. And he he's like, you know, telling me he's talking with you. And he's trying. I go, dude, where's the fucking 260. And he's like, it's here in my rack. I said, well, give me it. I said, send me the barreled action. I'll do the rest. He goes, no. And he goes, hey, I'm trying to figure out if I want to use these Apollo actions with Joel and Terminus. I said, those are nice, dude. I said, I knew you wouldn't do a Zeus. Right. And I'm thinking at first when he's telling me, I'm not thinking the Apollo. I'm thinking the Zeus. And I'm like, because that's the only word I got in my head at the moment. And I'm going, he won't build a quick change on something he can't do his hyper torque in in all that stuff too. And, you know, he's he's light speed when it comes to torque. Like we're talking about, and we're going to talk more in a minute. We're talking about hand torquing barrels. That's not Mike. Mike's like, you know, Hulk's hands. And then he torques the barrel. So he says, listen. I'm going to build a rifle on Joel's action because I want to see if I like it. We'll, you know, we'll kind of work around the block and will you do this with Joel and blah, blah, blah. Can we do this? And I said, yeah, of course we can. That's no problem. So then light speed, a rifle shows up quick and it's amazing. I mean, as far as, like, the Apollo, I don't see, like I said, I, to me, the action's a delivery device. Yeah, I want it rigid. Mm-hmm. I want it to do mm-hmm. certain things. But today, we're looking at, you know, if we took the Apollo alone, and to me, what I'm kind of, besides the three lug 60 degree, but what does that give me? It gives me speed. I can move quicker and upset the rifle less during that movement.
1: Right.
0: And that's what the comp guys want. Because, I mean, they're doing everything they can to minimize movement to the point where they're adding as much lead weight as they can get away with because they don't want things to move.
1: Right.
0: And your actions lend to that.
1: That's... One of the features that's one of the major benefits of running a, a three lug receiver, a smooth operating three lug receiver, absolutely. Well, smooth positioning, the... hand positioning. You know, it, it, yeah. It's I was just, just going to say, smooth is
0: the key because of that cam. Because three lugs can be hard.
1: Well, three lug, yeah. Most three lugs are hard. There was a four lug receiver out years ago. I don't know if if you remember. It was a uh, I forget the name of it. it. was a four lug receiver. And it was a great idea until you went to open the bolt. And if, if it was a 20 pound rifle, you'd rock the whole rifle. Right. That's how hard it was to, to open and cock the receiver. So the key is, yes, the key is minimizing movement. And that's one of the, that, that is probably one of the top three or four features that took a long time to figure out, because if we came out with a 60 degree bolt throw receiver, hey, that'd be really cool. But if you couldn't open the bolt and have the rifle still in its platform, then what good would it be? It wouldn't attract anyone, right? So you had to have that same same old, same old that everyone is used to, which is the weight of cocking a two lug receiver but now we roll it into a sixty degree instead of a ninety, where your where you, your fingers aren't jamming up against the ocular of your of your large scope now, right? Because everything's right. getting bigger, bigger turrets, you know, bigger scope ocular, bigger everything. So now we have a receiver, right, that we design that is a light cock, light cocking receiver. You open the bolt, the rifle doesn't move it's smooth as hell in the cocking motion and we've done things to, to minimize, you know, the heavy bolt lift and we, and we roll with that. So, so now you've got the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah. And, and that was kind of why when I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm looking at this and then, you know, granted, I'm traveling. And when I saw you in, um, when I saw you in August, I'm trying to get my dates all. My my situation had changed. I'm I'm, you know, I moved out, I'm over here, I'm doing different things, I'm kind of moving around the block a little bit different. So it's like, well, I gotta kinda of go re-reapproach the competition world. And maybe it might not be straight up PRS comp. It could be NRL Hunter. You know, out west our comps are slightly different than back east. And, and so, you know, I'm looking at this and, and I knew I wanted a 6.5 PRC. And so I, I, we sit down, I, I meet with you at the range in Pennsylvania. You brought a couple rifles. We shoot the um, snot out of them, uh, which I loved. I mean, the things were just hammers, uh, especially in your wood stocks, which before we break off, we have to remember <laughs> to get into your stocks. But um, the, the so I'm ordering up the 6.5 PRC and then the second bolt so I can go with the other calibers because I'm looking at this is I drop this action into a platform and like you're saying I got I got one option, one scope, one everything and now I'm going to be able to kind of create a game rifle and that game rifle can move from you know your standard comp, 2 day comp type of stuff to an NRL hunter and I can I can go in different directions because I can go with that short action magnum and take care of that side of things as well as I can go to the six millimeter if I want and just swapping bolt and swapping a barrel.
1: Right. So so right in the short action Zeus with a quick change barrel feature, we're talking about options. Check out the versatility. You can roll with a two two three trainer rifle. You can roll with a six comp gun you can roll with a 65 PRC if you want to extend your range you want to build an L- NRL hunting rifle whatever you want to do and you literally swap barrels and bolts
0: yeah i mean you, you know put together correctly you can have a guy can be sh- can be let's let's pick up he's a north carolina guy or pennsylvania guy where you are you got he, he lives in Harrisburg Pennsylvania he wants to shoot the local Comps around there, your your pig valleys, your different stuff, your 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 home range, all the little local comps you guys got going on in your area that are the 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 lumber comps, the barricade bench rest and all that. So he's going to shoot a barricade bench rest match, then he's going to go out west and he's going to shoot an NRL hunter, and then that one time a year he wants to try the night force ELR event out here. That's the game guns. He can accomplish. All three of those styles from one rifle, right? Successfully,
1: right? And change and, caliber right. as he's going, as he's going. But most importantly, he he remains on the same foundation, right? right. Same stock or chassis, same optic, same trigger. It doesn't get any better than that. You would talk about train up, right? Like, if you would if you would build three different rifles. You're bu- if you're gonna keep them the same, you're buying three chassis, three optics, three mounts. Yeah. Three barrels, right? So so here we narrow it down. You have one platform, right? No, no better than to have one platform across the board, and it costs you a barrel and a bolt. Literally. Our bolts are four twenty-five complete with fire control. And a barrel is three fifty plus whoever you go to for your chambering, right? So so you're into a barrel swap, relatively inexpensive when you look at, at what we're spending money on, you know, everything else we're spending money on, right?
0: I mean, if you think so, about so, it with a finished barrel, you're at like 1200 bucks from a retail standpoint. So at $1,200, bucks, you are switching completely.
1: Right. Switching, right. Completely, all
0: in. Yeah, you're all in. And basically, you have so, a 308 rifle, and you want to turn it into a 6.5 PRC. You're about 1,200 bucks retail to get there. Right, right, and, so, then, and that about
1: where we're. Yeah, you're about there. Yeah, yeah. you're right about there. Yeah, yeah.
0: and to me, so, and so, go ahead. Sorry, I keep interrupting you, but yeah. No, no,
1: I, I just, I, I just want to. Before we forget, I just want to to cover the the importance of the barrel guy doing his job to this combination right so so I'm giving you a combination but I'm only really controlling half of that combination right so I give you the receiver and we run uh, we're running the tightest headspace tolerance across the board in the industry nothing leaves here that is over a foul off headspace of our or tenant print call out on the website, right? So so to give you an example, the Zeus, you know, headspace from the face of the receiver to the bolt face is 885. Nothing leaves here a half thou over or more than a half thou over or more than a half thou under. That's pretty damn tight across the board. Now, you know, people say, well, holy cow, how do you do that? Well, we spent a lot of money doing it. We spent a lot of time figuring it out, right? We're running, We're running the latest, greatest machines you know, we got the new Mazak integrat, the, the flags, flagship integrat from Mazak rolling bolts out. So we can do that. We don't serialize our bolts, right? So we're doing our part, but we're relying on the next guy to do his part so that you can take that finished barrel and you can do just what you're talking about. Throw the barrel on at headspaces and then you roll. Right? So... I just want to stress that the other guy's work is as important as ours to this combination. And when you go to that guy and you find that competent guy, and they're out there, there's a lot of guys doing pre-fit barrels for for Zeus, for terminus receivers, and the Zeus. Um, and and you get that barrel, it's I don't want to say it's easy, but it's about as easy as it's going to be with this combination. So to give you just to give you an idea, we did. You know, I often get how how dependable or how, now how repeatable is the system. It's extremely repeatable as long as you have the right parts. Give you an example. A couple of weeks ago, did you see that video we put up on Instagram with we're shooting uh, we're at, at our farm and we're shooting and we're shooting a plate at a thousand yards. Did you see it? us do? I believe I did. Yeah, shoot? I think I think so. Okay. All right. So we're out at the farm shooting. Uh my shooting partner, uh Dr. Stevie, he's uh he's a he's a high-level surgeon this guy and you would never think that he can shoot as well as he does because you know, typically um you know those guys don't really they're not good around the you know the the accuracy department, the firearm thing, but this guy's all in, literally all in. He's probably one of the best shooters I have shot with. So we're out at the farm and we're shooting and and Steve says, "Hey, Let's put the camera out there on the thousand yard plate. Let's take a shot. Let's pull the barrel off. Let's throw it back on and let's take another shot and see what we got. All right. So we've done it before, but okay. If you want to do it, let's do it. So we run the uh, camera system out to the thousand yard plate, come back to the shooting possession. I think it's 998, maybe 999. I'm not sure. I mean, we're at a thousand yards. Um, lay down. Steve lays down six Creedmoor. Factory Hornady 108 ELDM, right out of the box. That's all he shoots. He doesn't reload. That's all he does. He buys cases of ammo from a mile high, and he just rocks the bolt. That's it, it.
0: I'm doing the same thing. So, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, lays down the camera on a 1,000-yard plate, sends one. Boom, two inches from the bull. Nice. He gets up, takes the barrel off, literally. Takes his two set screws, loosens them. Unscrews the barrel, takes it out of the stock, puts it back on, tightens the barrel, hits his two set screws. He's not using a torque wrench. He just hand tight his two set screws, lays back down, puts a mag in, sends another one downrange, two inches from the bull on the same, just about the same level as the first one. So he put two shots at a thousand yards. They're probably within three inches of, it, of each other on a, on a horizontal plane. Pretty compelling. With factory Hornady ammo. So, you know, when we talk about repeatability, the system is extremely repeatable. But we just ask that you find the right barrel guy because if he, if you don't, and he doesn't take the information off of our tenant print, which we publish on the website. Things, if he doesn't take that information and apply it to the thread tenant in the chamber, then things can go south, and and then you're going to be chasing your ass around trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. They're going to call you're going to call me, and I've had a couple calls, and I've had guys send stuff back, and the couple times that it had happened, it was hundred percent a barrel issue that would not give them the repeatability. So we got them squared away with a barrel from the right people and boom, right back in the game. Yep. Yep.
0: And that kind of, it's funny because that leads somebody had asked the, the straight up question, you know, how important is the receiver versus the barrel? And I tend to think it's all barrel, the receivers, the delivery device, but a bad receivers, a bad receiver. There's no way around that. Uh, you know, you're 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 not going to be consistent and repeatable um, if not, if everything's not good. But I tend to think w- you can see a, a, a bigger problem from a poor barrel than you can from a suspect receiver. W- what's your thoughts on that when they come straight out like that, since you're the action guy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I agree hundred percent. I could take a mediocre receiver and I can I can put a hammer barrel on it and it's going to hammer. Literally, it's going to hammer. Yeah. You know I can take you know I can take a a a custom receiver fully machined you know to exacting tolerance DVM machined raceways the whole deal you name it like we do. Yeah. I could take that and put a I can take that and put a poor barrel on it and it's going to be a poor shooter.
0: Now, I'm going to switch that up because I do have a caveat, and this is the direction I know you're going, the big-ass magnums. Because <laughs> I've had, like, the 300 Norma on a lesser action, and the action get really hot to where the gun don't work anymore, and the action yeah. couldn't handle the heat and pressure of the big-ass magnums. You know, so there there yeah. is the kind of scalability I guess is the word really to scale the actions to handle the pressures you're putting behind them
1: right and we we actually did that when we first came out with Terminus we had a short action Zeus and that was it that was well let me back up in the Zeus models that was it it was a short action Zeus and and nothing else we had the long we had the long action receiver it was the Kratos well it was the Helios at the time and then we had to do a name change um, because another company had a trademark registration on the name Helios. So we were notified about that. And then we changed the name to Kratos. So we had the we had the long action, we had the short action, we had the long action, and the Zeus was nothing more than a short action. So everyone wanted a long action Zeus. They wanted to go to these long-range steel comps and they wanted to rock the big stuff but they didn't want to use the quote-unquote hunting receiver right i get it they spoke we listened so we came out with a long action zeus not only do we come out with a long action zeus we made it able to handle the 300 norma 338 rapua and all the variants off of that so we open the bottom up it'll feed a 3.8 Inch uh, center feed internal box. If you want to go that route, or it'll feed out of a CIP mag. So we opened up the bottom. It doesn't have feed rails. It's got to be fed with a center feed box or a CIP detachable mag. And we we enabled the Zeus long action to be a quick change or a full thread. So it's the same as a short action. I took the first, literally the first long action Zeus off the machine. And we put a 300 Norma barrel on it. And I literally spent probably six weeks trying to kill it. And it hasn't died. (laughs) That thing has been beat. Bolt's been locked up. Uh, Bolt's been beat to be open. Uh, I think the only thing we did was break an extractor with overpressure rounds, but that was the goal. The goal was to put it through the torture test. And we did and it survived. And that is probably, uh, for guys running the big stuff, that's that's it. In fact, I had a, a guy out west just text me before we jumped on the phone. He's got five long-action zoos going to the night force ELR challenge, the, the ELR match there and this year. And I think they're all, I think they're all rolling with the big stuff. I don't know what what, what they're all built on, but that's what that receiver's for. Yeah, Lay down, Engage stuff
0: far away. And 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 heat is our bad guy. We we want to. I mean, that's the thing that kills us is the heat. And then your tolerances and putting everything together and what's heat doing and all that. And that's what happened to me. I went to an ELR event, had a a, a rifle that had the old Remington L uh, MLR receiver that was their 338 Remington Defense. Yeah, and ter- right. turn that into a Norma and four rounds in, and the gun don't work no more. Right. You know, because right. it just gets too hot and that receiver is way too small for that. And and right. so that's to me, that's the only time you're going to see me kind of, um, you know, uh, I need to go with bigger. I need to have something meaty, And that's where one of the reasons why I like the AIs because the amount of meat that I was getting behind the AIs, you know, and, and the big square blocky receivers, you know, can take it. And, and I found that some of the aftermarket stuff didn't take the punishment as well. And don't get me wrong. There's great stuff out there all the way, you know, from the defiances down right. to the bighorns and, sure. and, and those yep. guys are doing, doing stuff right. But um, that was definitely something. Now with that though, cause we're, we're kind of dancing around the medium action and with the PRC, that's sort of the medium action. So you definitely open up a little bit because that was a question I had for you when I first approached you about the PRC was can I pull a loaded round?
1: right. So we <clears throat> we're I'm often asked, are you going to come out with a medium length action? And right now the answer is no. And there's a couple reasons behind it. You know, probably the the biggest driver is that I spent time designing the short action stuff to run the PRC and the song and the short mag stuff that I, I just don't want to jump into a medium length receiver after I spent all the time figuring that out. Um, the other part of that is... Uh, you know we're we're trying to keep up with the orders right now. I, the last thing I want to do is is sit down and be distracted to to design a medium length receiver. So and there's other there are good medium length receivers out there. You know you had said defiance, and like, like th- those guys are making good medium length receivers. I'm going to stay out of that medium length game right now. Well, I actually we went the other way. Um, we're doing we did a big receiver a larger a 10 inch receiver for the big stuff. So I left and I started that about a year and a half ago. So it was before all this medium length, you know, buzz. So the short action Zeus and Apollo will run the 65 PRC and all that other short mag stuff easily. The only issue you run into is when you want to run the heavy bullets and you want to hang them out. And now you have you have the length issue right but anything three inches and under you're good it will run it it's actually cut for a three inch internal box if you want to run an internal box
0: and that works man I mean that's it's yeah if you're gonna load it long and hand load it well then you're gonna have an issue when you're pulling an unfired round out but other than that, I mean, it, it's it's where it needs to be. You opened a few things up, moved some things around, repositioned, and so now you're in that PRC zone, which is great. Uh, one of the I did have another question in because we're we're gonna be getting a little bit, and I don't want to keep you up too late. Um, back east there, so people had asked me, you know, like pros and cons and this and that. So you got guys out on the street because they wanted this to be like a knowledge bomb type of episode. And if somebody came up to you, and even if it was a, a normal two-lug, hey, I'm, I'm making a Frank in my garage, I got this machine, I came out with this action, would you take a look at it? What would be some high-level things you would look at as a consumer to say, if I was going to buy somebody else's action, uh, and understanding features, we know features, but from sort of the build side of things, are there any things you're looking at? that people could use out there to be like, Hey, you know, I look at this, this, and this when I'm looking at an action.
1: Well, going back to what you said earlier, you know, a receiver is basically a delivery device, right? It, it holds the cartridge in the chamber until the party gets started, but it has to do all that. It has to do that well, right? So, um, you know what what's important. What What do you look for? Well, first of all, you know what I would look for is you know you got to check off all the important stuff. One are the threads, are the receiver threads you know concentric to the to the bore of the receiver. Is the receiver face uh, square to the bolt face, or is the bolt face square to the back of the lugs? You know, all of those things are your most important things in this device, then you could start throwing the fancy stuff to it, you know, the, the the cool features, like you know, like we've got we've got threaded trigger pins, you know, like, oh that that's cool. We we throw DLC to it. That's cool. You know, we have a bolt stop that's different than every, anybody else's bolt stop. You know, we pin our bolt stop is held in on a vert, on a vertical pin as opposed to I'm sorry, on a horizontal pin as opposed to a vertical pin. We don't want tension on that pin. Every time you come back with the back of that that lug and you slam into that bolt stop, what does it do? It, it it weakens that pin, and apparently, you know, eventually the pin gives away. So we designed it differently. We support the bolt stop on both sides, and we put a pin horizontal to hold it. So, like, those are all cool features, but you've got to look at really what's important. If you're if you're going to spend the money on one of these, what is important? And, you know, I've got to say, there's a bunch of receivers out now, a bunch of companies making receivers, and they're we're doing really, really good work. You know, like it, be, it would be hard, like we talked about earlier, you know, what features do you want? What sets us apart is the three lug, right? If you're going to go for a two lug receiver, you know, the, the two lug receivers that are being made today, most of them. It, it, they're, they're top shelf receivers. All of that stuff that we talked about is should be there, and I believe it all is. It's a very competitive market right now. So you have to do that. So then so once you get past that, you know then I believe you got to look at feature set. I mean, what do you really want? You're going to spend a lot of money. What do you really want? What feature set do you want? You know, not just, oh, this is kind of cool. I want to have that. No, what's going to help you become a better shooter? You know, what features are going to help you become a better shooter?
0: Well, and that's the question, you know, is it it, going to be less movement is the direction I would go with. If all things are equal, it's the one that's going to have me do the least amount of work.
1: You don't want to fight it right you don't want to fight
0: it you know if, if I mean, everything else is equal you know give me the most features you know even if i had a uh that and you know because everything's dropping in chassis now dropping in at or, or in stocks So if you stocks are making the comeback you know and and again the wood stocks and stuff like you're doing which are just a beautiful you know handmade piece of work and and that you're seeing that sort of where the, the the rifles aren't, I don't want to say throwaway, but like the working guns, like even the comp guns, the big ones, the heavy ones, they're, they're, they're so modulared out that it's easy to just rip this out, pull this out, throw that away, change that, put this over here, grab this over here, and put it in this now. Where you're starting to see a little bit of guys, better rifle into a stock, make something really nice again. You know, we lost that for about eight years where nobody was really chasing the fanciness of the stocks. And then, you know, within the last three or four, we started kind of seeing stocks on the fiberglass side or the carbon fiber or whatever direction they want to go, but traditional style stocks, just modern uh, materials coming back into play. So you're, you're finding guys aren't, ripping guns apart as much like you're not going to tear your your um the zeus i shot in the sixth creed more with the wood stock you had in pennsylvania you wouldn't be ripping that gun all apart the way it's set up is perfect you know
1: but right, if, if right.
0: you're gonna take one to a match with a steel chassis on or metal chassis and you're beating it and banging it and all this well then maybe you pull the barreled action out hell i've moved Um, cause I ordered the second action for, from you that I talked to you about on the phone and that came and we're all spun up. All my barrels are here. It's put together. We showed you the picture that rifle prior to figure out where we were going with it went in like three different chassis. I had it in the JP chassis, the MDT chassis. I got AI, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like, it was moved around to see which way it would work best for a competition. And while you were building the action and getting that all spun up and all that, and, and we immediately ordered it with two barrels. So now, you know, cause it's a six creed and that'll burn out pretty quick. And so it, it, it's, it's like, so now the gun's set up ready to go with two barrels and it's ready for the season, you know, that kind of deal. So uh, to me, it's, it's, it really makes a lot of sense.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it, you know, you talked about the chassis and guys getting back to the stock, the traditional stocks. You know, be, being a, a traditional stock guy, that's very enlightening to me. I love to see that. You know, I, I get the chassis thing and I get the modular whole modular deal, and I, and I think it has a purpose. I I really do. Um, but to see guys doing what they're doing, going back to the traditional style stock. Is just, I mean, I think that's fabulous. That's awesome. And
0: yeah. it's working for them because they, you know, the four the ends have become flat. They can put their rails on it. They can do everything they want. They're not having the hitches in there, um, you know, with some of the other designs where when the recoil is coming back and they're on a bag, there's nothing to hit it, you know, so that right. to me it's working. I mean, there's really good designs out there now, but, you know, Kind of coming full circle, and and I'm gonna let you go in a minute here. Um, coming, going full circle, in just like I said, talking with you, I think action wise, you're probably the most modern action we have. You know, there might be some AR-ish something out there, but I'm if I talk traditional bolt action, really, what's packed is much. There's ones where. Yeah, you can get all these features through a variety of actions. If you want this, it's in that action. If you want this, it's in that action. And this is in that action. But you're combining it all into one successfully without heavy torques and that. And, you know, it it blows my mind. We were talking about this here at the house um, about two weeks ago. All the hand tightening everybody's doing now with the new actions in – your threads really aren't that long. And I look at everybody, you know, with the AI in the quick lock, they went super long on those barrel threads and you're super short. And, you know, then you got guys that are in the middle and people are just threading their barrel onto their receivers and snapping them and being done.
1: And that goes almost
0: against everything you're thinking about when you think barrel (laughs) torque on an action.
1: It does. It, it absolutely does and you know for the first year i was answering the questions on hey man that's a pretty damn short grit 10 and i don't know if it can support this barrel and you know there's going to be accuracy issues you know reliability issues uh repeatability issues and pretty much proved that it wasn't a factor at all i mean we're hanging we're hanging heavy my my 300 norma has a 29 and a half inch heavy barrel inch 350 breach down to like 940 at 20 at, at, at 29 and a half and I'm hanging that off the Zeus and the Zeus thread tenant the long or long action Zeus thread tenant is the same as the short action Zeus thread tenant it's not a very long thread tenant no <laughs> right it hammers literally hammers so you know, wh- where did the need for a, a three-inch long thread tenon come from? I don't know, but we've proven you don't need it.
0: It's crazy. And, and like I said, when, I, when you hear people are doing it with a normal action that doesn't even have the set screws, they're just doing it on an everyday defiance. Right. You know, they're threading their new barrel on by hand and they're snapping it and they're done and going and shooting a match
1: and right yeah and and 5 years ago you you wouldn't have even thought about doing that right no way we've that- come so far yeah we've come so far in 5 years we've come so far you know before i put the set screws on the side of the receiver i took a standard short action and and we welded a recoil lug on it and we and and I shot it without anything holding the barrel on. Right. And then I thought, okay, so how can we make this how can we how can we make this a quote unquote switch barrel receiver? And then the set screws came in. You know, the reality of it is you, you can do what you had talked about. Take a defiance and hand torque a barrel on it and go shoot and be done. And you know, if you put 250, 300 rounds to you'll probably need to really lean on it to get the barrel off. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and your accuracy does not go away. There's there, there are no issues with it as long as you know your your barrel is done to the thread tenant spec, whether it be Defiance or whether it be Zermatt or whether it be Terminus, it doesn't matter. As long as it's followed and installed properly. You know, you're done. Go shoot. So, really, at we're the end, of, at, at, go ahead. Say that again. At, well, I was just going to say, you know, we're kind of trying to make it as easy as we can. Like, you know, let's not sweat the small stuff. Let's just go out and do it.
0: Right. And, and you're saying, and I'm hearing this two different ways one, vet your gunsmith. But two, if you really can't, we can eliminate the gunsmith because there are guys that you recommend that are doing the pre-fit barrels and you can put your action into a chassis and just torque it down, put it together. So it's either, if you're going to have a barrel vet your gunsmith, if your barrel is vetted
1: and you know you're good, you don't need any of it. You You don't even need gauges. No. I mean, I get guys asking me all the time. You know, do I need go/no go no-go gauges? I, the first question I ask is, where are you getting your barrel? And if if they tell me they're getting it from one of the places that we endorse, my answer is, I don't use them. There you the, go. The answer is no. The answer is no. I mean, why? With with all this, with, with everything else going on, we got to make. That's one of the things that we've been trying to do, and we've been doing a pretty good job of it. I mean, we're going to continue is we're making it easier. You know, why why, why would you want to take your receiver and send it off for some special coating? We give it to you with a DLC treated finish already. All, all of our stuff comes DLC treated. Top shelf aerospace uh, treatment, it's on your receiver. Right? Now you want to change barrels. We give you that. You want to change triggers in 30 seconds without hammering on your on your hardened trigger pins with your three thousand dollar optic on it? We give you threaded pins. We're trying to make it easier, and it's working. I, and honestly, it, I'm yeah, a fan, man. I'm. I'm. This is. And and when I was so
0: sick of the action wars, it was like refreshing to be like, wow, this one's really truth in advertising. It's doing what we're saying to do. It's going to give me this flexibility that I want. And I kind of look at it as the most modern features we can handle today are included in that action already. You know,' you're, there's no want for nothing that someone out there has that's not included in yours that and, I can think of. And
1: yeah. well, we've tried hard to, we've tried hard to listen and we do. We're constantly, constantly listening. You know, guys are calling, we get, we get the phone calls all the time, man, this thing is unbelievable. It's the best shooting rifle I ever had. I love it. I love this. I love that. And I always ask, well, tell me what you don't like about it. Tell me what you would change if you were making that receiver, what would you change? Because, you know, I want, I want to continue to give what's wanted because you know we have the will and the want, we have the resources to do it. I just need to know what it is you want. And you know, guys are like, I don't know. And I say, there's got to be something. And you know, a guy, will say, well, I'd like a sweatback, sweatback bolt handle. I say, well, that's out of, that, that's off the pay, off the, the table. Off the yeah. table. We're not doing that as right. I decided long ago. I'm not going to do that. But like anything else, because you know, we'll make the changes. I just need to know what else you want. Which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we're trying, we're trying to stay one step ahead of, you know, where everything else is today. We're always trying to think of what we can do to make it better, you know, without, without creating more issues, you know, here as far as slowing down production and, you know, because we're trying we're we're trying to do as much as we can as fast as we can and not create additional delays by changing things here and there, just willy-nilly just trying to change them. So, um, yeah, we're we're listening. We're always listening,
0: nice. Well, and that's a good way to end it because we're I got you on the hour there. and um, like yeah, we could wrap it up if you want to plug a website. I know you don't need any more work, um, but then again, it may level off, and you may want more work again. So, uh, give yourself a plug, Joel, and, and tell everybody where to find you or um, where they can go if they want to go and pick stuff up or even if you have a retail. I know, like, isn't Mile High picking up your actions pretty soon?
1: Yep. Mile High will have an inventory of uh, Terminus receivers. I think they've got probably a couple of everything on order. We're going to kick them out to them pretty soon here, working on that order. Yeah. Um, southern precision rifles typically has them evolved ballistics typically has them um the website is terminusactions.com. instagram we're terminus actions facebook as well Uh, follow us on instagram we put up some pretty cool stuff we try to put up some pretty cool stuff up there um you know the feedback has been pretty good but um we're doing our best we uh We've got a lot going on. Uh, we're trying to do as, as much as we can, as quick as we can. Sometimes we're running a little lean. We appreciate the, your patience in, uh, in waiting, you know, to hear from us. I typically answer the phone all day as much as I can. If they don't answer uh, machine running, can't hear it, or I'm on the phone with somebody else, but we answer the telephone, we answer emails. I may be a day or two behind. They stack up really quickly, but, uh, we're
0: doing our best. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come out here. You're better than me. I didn't even remember. I was uh, <laughs> I was down in the garage painting. I'm building the studio down there, and I was down there with a roller painting. And I'm watching it, doing it dry, and all of a sudden you text me, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I forgot. I have a podcast today." Um, but yeah. Just, so. uh, uh, are you going? Are you going to shot next week? I am not. So me- I'm glad you
1: brought that up. Uh, yeah, I'm not.
0: Me neither. I'm not going.
1: Yeah, I you know, I I decided about a week ago. We I was going to go. I decided a week ago that it, it I would be better to stay home. We're strategizing for 2022. We've got some some changes in in production. Uh, you know, obviously we're continuing to striving to be more efficient with production. And I thought, you know what, rather than go out there and spend a week shaking hands with, you know, friends and whatnot, I'd be better served to stay here and to continue to strategize for how we're going to make products better and faster in 2022. So that's, I'm going to spend the week doing that. Excellent.
0: Excellent. I'm doing the same. I'm staying home. I had, um, we have the app being coming pretty soon and we've been baiting the app. Some of you guys are out there and like, Hey, what's going on with the app? Well, the beta guys figured out, we found some flaws in the server system that I'm running. So we're actually building and I'm moving. I'm I'm going big and moving over. And I'm switching hosts and a whole bunch of stuff so I can run the app the way it's supposed to. So I'm staying home to do some work with them. And uh, we got a meeting on uh, Monday, Tuesday. We got a meeting on Tuesday because they're building my, my new boxes up. So all the features we've been talking about will actually work here. We had some, um, it's software we had one piece of software not want to play with another piece of software who didn't like that piece of software, who hated this piece of software. And and, you know, and it's like, Oh my God, you guys are like the precision rifle series. And and I was like, I was like, what the hell man? And uh, nobody wants to work together. So. Boom. Yeah. Right. And, and so I'm staying home myself so I can get my app up and running. and, And so we're changing servers and doing all that. so, i'm just gonna just gonna do just do, do the work and like i said i'm downstairs painting the studio because i'm gonna have a live stream feature and so i'm i'm painting and priming and doing all that and so anyway <laughs> your
1: phone yeah and i text and say yeah are we still good for tonight <laughs> yeah
0: i'm like oh it's today honestly i thought today was wednesday <laughs> um, because when they're, with the, they're they're doing something on the software side, and I didn't even realize it, my email stopped working, and I was answering, but only one account didn't work, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, everything's working, but it's not, and so today I was doing not only the painting but trying to fix my email, which we got it fixed. And then you called and I was like, oh shoot, <laughs> it was a good thing I didn't <laughs> I didn't go and start drinking or something. <laughs> you called me, ah, I'm a little buzzed right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I only call because my wife says, don't you have a podcast that you're supposed to See, be See, it's, it's, it's always the women
0: that keep us in line, you know?
1: I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. But I appreciate so it, now, Joel. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it, Frank. I'm a uh, you know, big fan. I'm glad. To, uh, I'm, I'm happy to jump in and talk and I appreciate the, uh, the gesture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a super fan, man. And, and that's the thing is I'm i I'm a fan of this stuff out there. Everybody knows that. And, and I'm a fan of terminus, you know? So it just goes but to we say. We
1: appreciate that. So. We appreciate that. And actually, you know, for, for a couple of years, I guys would call me and text me and they're like, yo, Frank is, you know, Frank's liking that stuff. And you know, he's, he's talking, yep. Good. And I'm like, Oh, that's good. You know, I was like, Oh, cause I don't get time. You know, I don't. I'd love to be able to jump on the hide every day, and you know, but I just can't. I yeah, don't have yeah. the time, you know. And I started hearing that, and I'm like, oh, that that's good. That makes me feel good. So, uh, yeah. Then we hooked up a shot out there, and I gave you the Cliff notes of what was going on, and it's been all good. But yeah, appreciate no, you. It sounds yeah, like it. Yeah, no, we're good, man. We're running. We're running hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Yep. Us too. All right, Joel. I'm gonna do the
0: outro music. Just stay on the line a second. And we'll say goodbye. But I, again, I appreciate it. Thanks everybody out there for listening, sharing, sending the questions in. Send more questions like this, and I'll get more guys like Joel on to talk to you. And and thanks for that because it, it was really the, the the members were like, hey man, we want to talk about actions, and your name came up because they know I'm using your stuff. But you were you were the guy I was going to call anyway.
1: Appreciate that, Frank.
0: No problem, man. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. We're out of here. Hang on one second.